to the Rambling Rangers podcast, episode two. My name is Luke Taylor, and I am joined here today by Jane Craigie. Um, how are you, Jane? I'm very well, thank you, Luke. Really yeah, well. th- thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, you're my second guest, second guinea pig. Um, I really wanted to bring you on because you're not a ranger at all, actually, are you? No, I'm not. I'm uh, I, I'm involved in the land like you are, but um, I'm a marketer and communicator, and I specialise in agriculture, land, rural, and food. Uh, yeah, you, you you're involved in a lot of other things that I think quite closely relates to ranging, which is one of the things. Not even having known you for what it's not even been a year yet, which seems unreal. I think we've only met in person about three times. Um, we, we've we've shared a lot of commonalities and common ideas, um, which is for someone like myself who is of where I want to take rangering. Um, a, a, yeah, a really good thing. Um, but how about you? You mentioned a couple of the things there that you you're involved in. But um, would you mind just introducing yourself? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Jane Craigie, and I run a marketing and communications business, specialising in the rural economy and agriculture. Um, and also our team has a side project which we set up just um, just over two years ago called the Rural Youth Project um, and we have leader funding for that um, and basically it is the, the reason we started the project is we wanted to understand why young people live in rural areas why they leave rural areas and why they come back to rural areas because we've got a real fear that um, unless rural areas become more welcoming for young people and give them a reason to stay that we're going to lose young dynamic people like yourselves to the cities which is um, which obviously for the long term isn't good for rural rural places and rural economy no yeah i think i think it's a really great thing um i've obviously now been involved um in the second uh, rural youth project ideas festival which was last year and um, it's been interesting to meet all these other young people. Obviously, the idea of the project is to encourage and get together um, young people from uh, rural areas. And I, even although I'm from West Lothian, I, I don't class myself as being rural. Um, there's lots of rural parts of West Lothian. Um, but being from kind of central belt, I, I, I still feel different to these majority of the people that you'll find take for example up where you are in a kind of Aberdeenshire area where it's it's rolling countryside and things like that and um, but it's, it's still really for me interesting because my work as a ranger and rangers across Scotland will be working out of these big cities potentially or in very remote and rural areas and the last episode of the podcast me and Ben uh, touched upon uh, the idea of country parks being these places, so we have three in West Lothian, places where you're not, it's an escape for people from towns and say cities as well into these pockets of countryside that they don't necessarily have right on their doorstep. But um, yeah, the obviously the project, the Rural Youth Project's been going now for what, two? This is third, the third year. Um, and unfortunately, with everything that's been going on, you're having to take a much uh, different approach on that, aren't you? Um, with the likes of the Ideas Festival and whatnot, um, it's majority of your things now coming digitally, which which has its benefits, uh, obviously. Yeah, clearly it's not the same and we are really saddened. But then, you know, we're all having to deal with this however we can. Um, we've had, we've been so lucky. We've, we're funded by 
uh, five leader action groups. Uh, so the Scottish Borders, Perth and Kinross, Lanarkshire, Angus and the Outer Hebrides. And they've been really supportive and they've, they've um, really helped us rethink how we can do what we want to do, which is basically to spend, to spend time and effort with young people to help them develop their leadership skills, their enterprise skills and their activism skills. Um, so that they play a part very much in um, making rural places better and stronger uh, and more resilient for young people. Um, so, yep, we're having to, to switch a lot of our activities. We were planning uh, a series of workshops and an ideas festival in the summer. And of course, we can't run those in person. So we're trying to um, evolve them so that we can run them digitally so that we still give you guys the opportunity to, um, to, to participate. Um, so yeah, and hopefully we've got some very exciting news that we're going to be announcing soon, um, but we're not quite ready to do that yet. But um, Of course, <laughs> but... there's going to be no pressing questions throughout this to, to find out more about the project, but no, that's, that's really good to hear. And um, it's, it's all, as I kind of touched on, I don't class myself as being rural, but um, the whole idea of rural empowerment and rural communities becoming more empowered, I think there's going to be a huge emphasis on this afterwards. We're already going to see a boom, I think, and people um, going to be traveling and uh, being outdoors more locally, um, even after lockdown. And the impact that will have on say rural communities with a lot more people traveling um, within their own countries within Scotland within the UK is there's going to be an increase of that because everyone's not going to be able to travel abroad straight away um, I think uh, you'll be able to shed some more light on this but I can only imagine what it's been like for rural uh, communities in a time like this um, probably I would think there'd be a lot more positives actually because normally these communities are actually quite close-knit a lot more than what I would say my own town is. Um, so you're going to have a lot more support and neighbour support and um, deliveries and things being given obviously to those like the elderly and disabled and people that aren't necessarily be able to, to get out and about um, in times like this or with more difficulties. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really interesting, um, I think. And as I kind of touched upon, it's something I think in you, you can't you can't shy away it's been it's been eye-opening i think if anything um but with the how the project is going i, I feel like it's not going to put any dampener or any um it's not going to take away from it any more than what um i think you'll get the same effect and the same um hopefully attendance actually um and whatever whatever you're planning next well Maybe, i hope so yeah absolutely i mean so i as i said we've uh, i met you for the second time actually it wasn't the first at the ideas festival but the first time was actually at the royal highland show um i can't actually remember i'm sure you weren't just there to be at the royal highland show i'm sure you were there to meet people and uh, network and whatnot but um it was it was in the lantra tent wasn't it um i was at the royal highland show for the first year that i had won the environmental conservation award so i became one of the industry champions for lantra and um and at the Royal Highland Show, they, they bring together their, their champions as part of the initiative and they showcase the, the work that us as young people have done at, the, uh, at an event as big as the Royal Highland Show. And I remember that um, it's, it was an awkward situation because you, you're this young person in a tent which feels like with a lot of people. 
and you're going around and you're talking and you're shaking hands. But um, Annabelle uh, Baker, who um, is the uh, uh, coordinator for the the champions, uh, she she specifically took me and said you have to speak to Jane, and um, she she took me over to you. And it's again one of these. Even just last year was the first time that I was starting to. Um, meet people and talk to people out with my own comfort zone, say, of rangering, um, at being part of organisations such as Lantra. And um, I think we had it off straight away, I would say. Um, as I kind of touched upon at the start, a lot of, I don't think you had ever met uh, or had heard or known much about a ranger, for example. What, what were your first impressions of me or and uh, rangering then? Well, I, t I thought um, I, I was really impressed by your enthusiasm and you say you're not very confident, but you've come across as being very confident and just incredibly passionate about what you do. And, and also the thing I loved was your vision for what it could become. And, and that always inspires me to hear somebody that has a vision for something because um, things need always need to evolve they need to change and they need to progress and and that can't happen without people and it can't happen without vision yeah, um absolutely and in terms of rangering um i mean i did have a little bit of knowledge of rangering but not not as much as um you know as i should have done really um given the importance i think of of um you know your 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 discipline um, a friend of mine who I was at college with, she was a ranger in um, near Sheffield, and we used to canoe in the canals that she was <laughs> she was responsible for part managing. So I did have a little bit of experience, but but really um, not um, not as much as I would have liked. And and you filled me in on a lot of what rangering is, and um, and also what you feel it could become. Um, and you, you asked me a question about what crossovers I can see between rangers and the industries that I work in. And I think very quickly after we um, started speaking, it was really apparent to me what, what a role um, rangers could play in, in, in so much that we're involved in. So we, we're involved with farmers and farming. And um, there's a very strong green agenda, as you know, for yeah. agricultural producers. Yep. Um, and, and wider land managers. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a, rightly, there's a very big drive for increased biodiversity, improve, improved soil health, access to the countryside is going to increase. It's a big one, yeah, yeah. certainly um, after this lockdown. Exactly, and that's, that's going to be enhanced by this lockdown. So I think your point about green spaces, it doesn't matter where they are, um, people are, are going to become in, increasingly active and attracted to green places. And that's where your role becomes so important. Um, and also being a, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about the countryside and rural places. I love walking. Um, and and I, I know a lot of the walking tracks that are frequently used aren't there. They look lovely and they're very easy to walk on. And having met you, I consider them in a different way, that somebody, a group of people have taken the time to, um, to manage those walkways, to make access to the countryside better. And, and that can only be good for um, the understanding of what the countryside is, why it matters, um, and, and just really, I suppose, bridging that, that sometimes divide that you see between urban and rural. And your discipline, um, your profession is, is really important for achieving that, I think.
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think through the, as you just touched on there, the, the, the kind of crossovers, but also the industry crossovers. Um, I'm still learning and still have much to learn, but um, having experienced agriculture through my apprenticeship, we had, we had a farm in the country park in West Lothian that I was uh, doing my ranger apprenticeship. And I got, I was quite fortunate actually, because I got the opportunity to work on the farm uh, on and off for that first year. And I think without that, I wouldn't have had as much um, of the knowledge that I was then able to talk to people like yourself about and see, realize those crossovers. I suppose then having someone like you um, that works with uh, as, and is within the industry, um, having those clients and those networks um, has been a real um, use to someone like myself to be able to actually bounce ideas that I wouldn't know if they worked and then to have to have an answer back. Uh, one of those ideas actually was the idea of rangers having more with agriculture. Um, we, al we already do, I think, locally within our own uh, ranger services, so be that um, the National Trust uh, have uh, mobile flocks where they'll move around um, cattle or sheep. And uh, with my time at Historic Environmental Scotland, they had a mobile flock there that were, that were grazing and it was up to the rangers to, to keep an eye on them. And later, as I found out, we're now, we're now actually feeding them. And I didn't quite realise the scope of that where there's obviously very few of us here in Scotland. We're not almost half of what we used to be. Um, However, there's still an abundance to, to a degree down south and they play, I think, a lot more into agriculture down there um, through organisations such as the, the, the National Trust for England, actually, where there's rangers that have and look after as part of their core day-to-day -day thing, these flocks. And there may be more of it in Scotland, but um, I think it was the other night I was thinking, again, it's the way the land is managed, isn't it, that plays a huge part into it. Here in Scotland, we have the outdoor access code, but we've got the right to roam. Whereas in England, everything's majority of it's private. So how they tie into agriculture there is completely different to obviously how agriculture works here as well. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting point. Whether or not we have the capacity just now and whether we'll ever have it here in Scotland to be able to support and put more of our resources into other industries such as agriculture. We already work obviously quite a lot. I think if there was one crossover that we've got a lot of just now and it's with forestry, because a lot of these areas that we look after, be that the country parks or the, the national parks as well, um, there's these large areas of forests that, that are managed as well. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's these ideas, isn't it? And where mm. you take them. But um, it's having the opportunity for someone like myself, a young person, to be able to with that experience, and then you be able to point me in other directions of other people, uh, and even just through so through the rural youth project is meeting these other young people that I haven't ever had the opportunity to to be around or meet before because within rangering there isn't very many young people, um, one of few here in Scotland anyway that is my age. So to be able to be in an environment where there's lots of other people, be that from forestry or agriculture, um, having all these ideas, it really it gets, it's, it's a good brain session almost. And that's, that's obviously what the, the project's all about. Mm. And I think, I think also that it, it, it's when you meet people from other disciplines um, and ours are actually very closely aligned because they're about land and, and the use of land. Um, 
So I, I, one of the things I mentioned to you was um, the possibility of freelance rangers. So, you know, for potentially farmers are going to um, have to increase access to their land. Um, and, and that could be to come and view wildlife. It could be just to walk. Um, or it could be, you know, for a host of other activities, education, for example. Now, some of those farmers won't have the time nor the skills to be able to welcome, to have that role of welcoming people onto their land, to teach them, to, to make sure that from a health and safety point of view, everything's as it should be, to make sure gates are working, footpaths are, are nicely tended and nobody's going to trip. Um, and possibly even disabled access onto farms. So that's where I think potentially, um, you know, a new breed of young rangers, there could be a really nice opportunity as, as the, the need for, for a greener, more accessible um, land agenda increases. Actually, the, 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 the opportunities for you also increase. And yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, it's one of those things where it's now, over the last few years after we've we've drastically lost numbers of rangers it all unfortunately comes down to to money and funding and a lot of these aspirational ideas that i have some of which i don't think sit well with potentially some of the other older generation of rangers or within the 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 community per se so like so the idea of freelance rangers <clears throat> isn't a new idea by any means. Um, there, there is a freelance ranger in Scotland already. My knowledge on this isn't um, by any means great, um, obviously being new, well, new to the industry over the last few years, but um, I think it's, it's one of those touchy subjects because for so long we've, we've built up what we are as rangers and we work out of local authorities, we work out of big organisations and we work out of these private estates and all of a sudden, now that we've got so few rangers in Scotland, I think the idea of freelance rangers to a lot of other rangers and a lot of people was a threat because it's, it's taking away that business, taking away that clientele, taking away what we're already trying to bring in, be that outlets of money or bringing communities together. But I think from a farming perspective, it's, it's, a, different, it's a different approach because you potentially have that local community engagement with trying to get farmers again to engage with their local communities but also the as you said the access point of view is a huge thing um, I think rangers nowadays are under so much strain they're unable to fulfill a lot of the core duties and responsibilities that they once had um, access being one of them uh, obviously being education and the healthcare aspect as well and it's where we start to see a lot of these access issues here in Scotland, where a lot of it is agriculture and farming related, where you've got rangers. So my experience was it was, it was working within the West Lothian as a local authority. And a lot of the access issues we had was people asking about old footpaths right away, fences that have came across old paths and things like that, that are all around agricultural land. And I think it's, it's about that understanding, isn't it? And if rangers within local authorities or big organizations don't necessarily have the capacity then I, I can see there being as you said that that pocket of where there could be jobs and and rangers helping alongside agriculture but again it's it's one of these ideas I think for me I could see that as being where rangering needs to go as a young person but I know within rangers across Scotland that idea isn't necessarily saw as a good thing so it is a difficult one um, 
as I said, here in Scotland, we because of the amount of ranges that we've got, we are still trying to very much, I think, pull ourselves together. Whereas I think there's a lot better of that, potentially not, but potentially in England, I need to, again, do more research on this, of their relations with rangers and agriculture. Again, the, the only example of just now is the, the National Trust having these rangers that are in charge of flocks and a lot of that will be working with tenant farmers, I'm guessing, on on tenant farmland and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the other thing I think is that you know the, it's not just agricultural business; it could be diversified rural businesses. You know, rural um, so farms um, that have diversified into rural tourism, for example. You know, potentially connecting up a network of rural tourism outlets whether that's a and and b or a, a farm shop or a farm cafe or a chocolate maker i mean actually a few i've heard of a few groups of of diversified so agritourism businesses that have talked about connecting themselves up via a footpath for example or a bike track if, if that was across um, land owned by those individuals actually it would be really easy to set up um you know a 10 mile um footpath or biking track that connects up all of those businesses so I think it's um, you know in terms of um, how your 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 industry could empower rural communities to to do more and to to be a bigger part of um, a collective and and fuel more for a, a rural economy now I, th I think with imagination your discipline could could offer a hell of a lot yeah no that's that's that is a fair point where the a lot of ranging, um, certainly from where I just came from, so within Historic Environment Scotland as a seasonal ranger, our main site is Hollywood Park within uh, within an urban setting where a lot of our um, our engagement is with tourists. Um, where as soon as you go out with that, say back when I was with Whistledown Council, you've still got tourists, but it's more of a local aspect aspect where you've got these local people but you're quite right the infrastructure there and, and and the access point of view linking up these sites and having that expertise and being um, we're we're in a situation now as well with with um, our profession and our discipline as being a ranger where over the years we've started to have other allied professions where there's people that are access officers there's there's access rangers there's um there's now people that are potentially adopting different titles but are doing the same job and um, we're going to start to see I suppose over this this very well this year and then in the coming years um, so just now um, within Scottish Natural Heritage we're looking at with the Scottish Council Rangers Association and um, putting together a kind of a, a summary of what a ranger actually does and what what their key duties and responsibilities in theory should encompass and within that is are these um, allied professions as well. So there's this crossovers where I think we're going to start to see a lot of the responsibilities Rangers once had are being taken away from us as such. That can be both a good thing and a bad thing. Again, it gives us more of a chance to specialise and do better in one area if we're short with resources. But if you have um, someone specifically focusing on access, which there's a lot of that just now within um, organisations, then that, that can be a good thing as well. But what would your benefits of empowering rural communities be then, and land-based industries like mine? Um, you touched upon it there with obviously linking up and empowering rural communities, but um, there's, there's a whole lot of benefits there, I think. 
Yeah, I think any, I mean, access to the countryside um, is is really important for citizens, uh, for their well-being. It's important for rural economies because if, if, if the public come to rural areas, they spend money. Um, so, and when there's money flowing into rather than out of, um, so if there's, there's, there's money and energy flowing into rural economies, which is part of what the Rural Youth Project is trying to do, then that empowers the, the rural community to survive first in the first instance. Um, but the second instance, if, if, if that money is, um, you know, if the economy develops further, that allows that community to self-fund self and self-fulfill its future. So I, I think there's massive benefits for the inflow of people and, um, and investment into rural areas. Um, albeit without changing it too much. So part of your part of your your great skill as a as a discipline is to um, is to make um, infrastructure that helps access look like it's part of the countryside. So um, I I think that that's you know that's something that's really really key um, to you know to to the empowerment of rural places. I learned a huge a lot. I learned a huge amount about it actually when I went to the Irish Rural Action Conference with um, with Alana Black, who's the Rural Youth Project um, coordinator just now. And um, it was it was those key things that you mentioned there about what are then the the implications of empowering rural community. Well, you mentioned one of them is obviously bringing in more money, and when with a lot of these things, it's we're looking at outlets of funding, and it's unfortunately why we don't have the surplus of rangers that we have is because we're, we're now struggling for big organizations funding us or for us to find our own funds to, to to create but if you've got local communities there and they have pools of money and funding they're able to put i think a lot more of these posts together to put someone in place to be able to then to do that job and be that access be that um, land management uh, conservation based education um, yeah there's um, and it's one of the it's one of the things I think that even meeting people like yourself and telling you about what a ranger actually does it encompasses a, a lot of things and it's then how do we how do we manage what areas do we focus on and how well do we do that I think a lot of what we've been doing in Scotland has been very positive but I feel like we we're now because of obviously the the strain that we're under for your funding we're unable to fulfil a lot of those things. Well, I think, I, th I think there's also an opportunity. I mean, one of the things that we're hoping out of the Rural Youth Project is that young, passionate people like you and like some of the other um, forestry, woodland, ranger, um, and, and I suppose uh, land management, uh, young people, you know, my hope is that you guys would come together and think, well, you know, how can we reimagine what this place looks like, what this rural landscape looks like how businesses could work together because you i think your generation has the answers uh, you're going to need the support of me being an older person and <laughs> my generation because we've got yeah. hopefully that you know that time we've had that time on parade we've 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 learned how things work um, but I think the combination, I've been a great believer in the combination of, of, of young um, and young enthusiasm and older people that still get it and still have a lot of energy. And I think that's probably why you and I have bonded so well. 
no I, I, you've got loads of energy and no of course you, you, know, you have a huge amount which is why I think it's just your energy alone that actually um certainly being at the ideas festival um everyone else is just buzzing around you and the people that you work with it's it's, it's a wonderful thing yeah mm. and uh, you you've got a lot of the answers yourself um sometimes it's confidence and and also you know one of the questions you asked me before was what what are the pieces of advice i would give young people well one is that your your views and um your vision isn't wrong it's yours and just because somebody's older than you doesn't mean that you haven't got the right to impart on a, a journey of 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 vision um you know you're you're um I think it's very easy when you're young to think, God, well, why, why, you know, why should anybody listen to me because I'm young? <laughs> well, that's, it, it doesn't, age is irrelevant. Good ideas no, are good course. ideas. Yeah. Um, and then the other piece of advice I think I'd give to young people is take every opportunity. You know, you yeah. don't know where it will take you. And sometimes your confidence, you know, and we're all the same. It doesn't matter what age you are. Confidence is a big barrier to opportunity. Um, Sometimes you see an opportunity, you think, oh, I can't do that. Um, and it is human nature, unless you're really bold and really confident. Um, it's very easy to, to say, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't think I can. Um, and my advice would always be, yeah, just do it. Just give it a go. If you don't like it after two weeks, then give it up and go and do something else. Yes, I think that was, that was certainly one of the quotes that we took away from, wasn't it? It was, if you... Uh, who and uh, if not now when um, from our friend um, DJ from obviously the Netherlands um, and I think uh, yeah that's uh, something I took away with from heart and then um, certainly this year it's been one of the reasons why I've been so inspired and had all these different ideas um, be that uh, looking at apprenticeships within Scotland taking my interest in, internationally and um, it's, it's that opportunity thing I think ever since last year every opportunity I think that's came my, uh, came my way, I've, I've taken it because it's the only way you're going to be able to um, have new ideas, build on the ones that you want to, to fulfill and also build, for me, it's my knowledge um, and have a better understanding of a lot of things I've just got a very basic level of just now, which will then obviously work with working with potentially these other industries, be that these other young people within forestry, agriculture, etc. Uh, value because I'll be able to to stand and obviously vouch for my own. Um, but have you got any questions for me, Jane, just to wrap that up? It's, it's, we've covered a huge amount there, I think, already. And it's, it's been really nice to recap. Again, only, I've, only having spoke to you uh, and met you in person three times, it's, it's been similar things we've talked about. But again, I feel like it's building on that, isn't it? The more you talk about it, even if it's the same thing, the more ideas or potentially new things that you'll, you'll come to to come think about uh, essentially mm. yeah i think you're right and i i think i mean my main question for you is you know talk, talking about confidence you know we we need to with the rural youth project um a lot of our confidence that we're doing the right thing comes from you guys the people that we've got to know and the lives that we're helping to support and the interest that we're taking in you as individuals um two questions really one is how has it helped you and then the second question is how do you think what we're doing will help us with our mission which is to encourage young people to stay and make their lives in rural places 
Well, to answer the first question, how has it helped me? Uh, I mean, it's helped me in lots of ways, um, as I said. Uh, I attended the Ideas Festival, and although to a lot of people they would only see that as three days where it's a get-together and you meet up with all these other young people, um, actually the impact that had, I think, is, is a lot more than what you realise. It's one of those things you have to be there to, to actually see it and to understand it. And for me, I, I did class it as life-changing, which sounds like this drastic, overemphasized thing, but I think life-changing can be in little things as well. And uh, for me, it was, I work off other people. I think it's, it's energy and ideas from other people that really get me going, and that helps me with my own confidence. So being able to to have yourself as an outlet in the rural youth project to learn about these other industries alongside um Lanch Scotland it's it's been it's just yeah it's been really useful because within rangering just now i the, the title is the lone ranger is obviously the film and that idea but in a lot of cases it's true because um i feel like that as a young person just now which is something i'm trying to improve and work on where i want to encourage other people within my own industry to get involved so then more people like me will be able to engage with uh, projects and well projects such as the Real Youth Project and organisations that are trying to help young people. And I suppose to answer your, young, uh, your second question, I feel like that kind of, that filters into it, doesn't it? Uh, where to achieve your end goal, having someone like me is fine, but having that one-off person's better if you've got more of those one-off other people so you'll have the same people returning to the rural youth project year on year and being involved but it's good having that core set of people but you obviously want them to encourage other people as well which is why it's a great way you can engage and put out um a message to everyone that perhaps that you'd like to but through people like myself and through the other young people all it would take was us to talk to again another interesting person and bring them on board and that again will uh, inevitably after the the vision of the rural youth project is to, to have us go away and create our own projects and uh, bring together bands of young people to, to potentially make a better difference in say rural communities or within their own industry and i, th I think that's it's achievable and it's, it's certainly possible and you're making that possible which is the, the the great thing about it yeah well that's great to hear and 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 one i suppose one last ask of you um we've been so grateful of the support of of leader in in making the rural youth project possible um and giving you know all of you guys opportunities it, it, what would you say to leader about um about their you know how you feel about them taking taking a punt really on 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 the rural youth project <laughs> and and on you as young people what does it mean to you it, it means a huge amount i think a lot of people can be quite cynical about organizations and where funding comes from and etc cetera, etc cetera. but having actually met the people that are say kevin for is it kevin yes kevin for example that is a face of of the leader funding essentially and having met him in person and talking to him and actually seeing that i mean it's that cliche thing having seen someone that actually cares and has then been able to see where they're putting their money into i think they're being there as obviously for the funding part of it being able to show that they are making a difference but on the same aspect they're uh, us on our end we're making a difference and you guys as part of the rural youth project are putting that money to good you're you're it's that thing with um having money 
uh, given to you to do these projects and these things is it's, it's um, capitalizing and making the most out of it, which is what I've saw has been done. And I'm able to, be to benefit off that, uh, to go to these ideas festivals and other things for free. Uh, a lot of these young people that potentially were at, uh, have been at the festivals wouldn't necessarily have been able to go if there was a cost to it. So it's, it's trying to break as much of those. We are trying to break our boundaries within industries and rural communities. And you're helping us do that by breaking the boundaries within the project, um, essentially making it accessible to, to anybody that's, that's interested, really. Yeah. Well, that's really good to hear. Thank you, Luke. I know Lida will appreciate that feedback as well. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Um, it's, well, it's been great to talk to you, Jane. Uh, I, think if, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, actually. I know you're very busy, although it is your day off today. Um, but I'm, I'll be looking out for, obviously, everything that's coming out, uh, Real Youth Project um, related. I'm excited to to have that, I don't know, in these times you can be sitting mulled over your own ideas or things, but just to have a, a spark of a new idea or a new thing that you're putting together is something to look forward to. And um, yeah, where can people find out more about you, the projects and uh, everything that you've kind of talked about today, if you'd like to plug them? That'd be, yeah. yeah, sure. Well, um, you can find out about the Rural Youth Project at ruralyouthproject.com. Um, and you can see what sort of events and activities we're going to be running over the next few months and you can hear our news as it unfolds um, and then our core business so you can find out about uh, the marketing business that we run at, at janecraigie.com so so please get in touch if you want to get involved with anything yeah perfect and yeah do um, i know i push everything out there social media posts and everything but um it's it's again one of those things it's nice to see the things even despite the the times that we're in brilliant well i'll let you go anyway jane and um yeah it's been great to talk to you again well thank you very much luke